Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. I am so excited to be here with you today for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or in your passion. And um, before I bring on my amazing guest today, I want to share a marketing tip and self-care tip of the week um, because these are things that I incorporate on a day-to-day basis and I love to speak from firsthand experience. So my marketing tip of the week is all about multi-purposing Instagram. Now, when I say that, it means when, as soon as you get a story up, and this does not mean every day, but you know, like two to three times a week, when you get your stories up, as soon as you upload your stories, get a post up at the same time and start engaging in multiple areas because the more places you can use on Instagram, um, the better. And you will also see more engagement in multiple places. So multi-purpose Instagram and really try to get everything up at the same time. It will really, really help your reach and your algorithms. Um, So that is my marketing tip of the day. And my self-care tip of the day is actually the, the rest of this week, I decided to take some personal days. And the reason for that is because there is a real thing called burnout. And when you overgive and overcompensate things that you want to do, but you don't have the energy to do in the long haul, it's not healthy for you or anybody else you surround yourself with. Um, Because if you're not fully present and feeling your best, you know, it's going to affect the people around you. It's going to affect your mental and physical health. And who needs that? Um, So I decided to take, you know, a longer weekend and I, I canceled all my appointments and, um, just taking ownership in that and knowing when you need that space is really important. Um, so I'm just really, really uh, inspired to share that with you all today, that if you need this, um, do it and don't feel bad about it. Like this is like your own self-care and your body and your, you're, you're literally telling yourself what you need. Your intuition is telling you what you need. So follow that. So let's talk about my amazing guest today. I am so excited to share that I have the amazing David Johnson, who is the founder and host of The David Johnson Show. He is also a veteran entrepreneur, and he is doing such amazing, amazing stuff for the veteran community. So I am really excited for you to get to know David, learn more about him. And of course, he's going to have a lot of inspiring stuff to share with you all. So stay tuned for the amazing David Johnson. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. All right, everybody. I officially have the amazing David Johnson on the line, the host of the David Johnson Show and one amazing entrepreneur. Hi, David. How are you today? Hey, good morning. Doing great. How are you? Good. I am so excited to be here with you today. You are doing such amazing stuff for the veteran community and beyond. So please tell us a little bit for people who don't know who you are, a little bit about your backstory and what inspired you to start your own show. Sure. That story is I've been a full-time entrepreneur since 2008. And I guess uh, my mind's always looking to stay busy and do interesting things. So as a passion project, earlier this year, around February, uh, I launched the David Johnson Show, which is a talk show centered around the military and veteran community. Um, we have 10 episodes that are live on our YouTube channel, and that kind of 
complete the season one, if you will, and we're going to go ahead and film the season two in November. And, you know, it's just been a lot of fun getting the stories out and kind of trying to become this voice in the military and veteran community. And that's, uh, that's been my latest passion. It's awesome. And to think you've only been doing this for such a short period of time with like over 20,000, 30,000 views is like amazing. Like you should be so proud of yourself. It's so awesome. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's past my it's past my goals, if you will. I, my goal was 10,000 views in six months. And on our YouTube channel alone, we have close to 31,000 views in five months and then about 25,000 views on other platforms as well. So awesome. So awesome. Now, of course, there are so many amazing veteran entrepreneurs. So really, what goes into the thought of how you decide who's going to be your guest? Because it's so cool. You fly people in, you give people the full Phoenix experience. So like, tell us about how you decide like who you're going to have on. Yeah, so season one was put together rather quickly. It was just kind of reaching out to friends in the community. And, you know, not everybody on the show is an entrepreneur. Some just have amazing stories, and there's just amazing conversation and dialogue. So, uh, like I said, season one was just reaching out to friends. Hey, I'm doing this thing. You know anybody who might want to be on the show? And I had a, a lot of great response. Uh, so that's how we kind of got the guests for, for season one. And then season two, as we've expanded, uh, I've been able to reach out to maybe a little bit more high-profile people or other people with such amazing stories. And because we have a little bit of a track record, if you will, or, or a foundation or something I can at least show them, I said, hey, you know, here's what we're doing. Uh, do you want to be on the show? And then everybody I've, I've approached uh, hasn't said no yet. Uh, so that, that's a good thing. But it's just been kind of word of mouth to get people on already, uh, up to this point. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And who would you say, I mean, obviously every single guest you have is inspiring and always brings something into the table. What is your one of your most memorable guests that you've had? You know, that's a great question. Uh, all 10 guests on season one were just amazing. I would have to say, though, two episodes stand out. Uh, Steve Carraway, which is actually season one, episode one, was, was our very first guest. You know, his personality... His story, everything, everything that we talked about on the show was just a hit home to me. And then we also did a, an episode called The Science of Combat. And that was just a very intriguing show for me. So both those two episodes really kind of stick out for me. It's really cool. So cool. It's just so dynamic. And also, like, you're launching your podcast. Do you want to talk about that, too? So this whole plan has morphed from one thing to another. <laughs> just these kind of... We've launched with just this kind of video-style interviews, kind of like a Joe Rogan-type deal, if you will. And then it, uh, it just led into what I believe can be the foundation of, of a real kind of media company. So in about two weeks, we're going to have three-fourths of content. We're going to have um, the video-style interviews, which is kind of our, our staple and our foundation. We're launching them on, on audio-only podcast, which is going to have a very specific purpose to it that I uh, haven't seen or heard of being done before. And then we're also having a written aspect of our of our platform, uh, our blog. And with our blog, we're going to have guest authors. And these, these authors are going to be, you know, validated and then placed into a category, be it mindset, finance, entrepreneurship, health and wellness. And then these authors are going to blog about that, and we're going to syndicate their blog through an RSS feed to a community of 1 million viewers. Love it. 
Love it. Taking over, David. That's what you're doing. It's so <laughs> awesome. Well, we're trying. It's, uh, let me tell you, it's a absolute battle every day. And then in the meantime, I still got to run my company that's, you know, keeping the lights on. And, you know, we're down 37% this year because of COVID. So it's almost like the last year and a half of my hard work literally doesn't even exist and got wiped out overnight. Right. That's a big punch to the gut. But uh, you know what? That's life and you just got to keep going. Right. It's a growing pain. Exactly. That was actually going to lead into my next question. So obviously this show didn't just happen. Like you work and run your own company full time and you're a dad. Like tell us more about who David Johnson is behind the camera. Yeah, so like I said, I've been a full-time entrepreneur since about 2008 or nine, And everybody kind of has their own definition of entrepreneurship. My personal definition is, you know, you rely on you or a small team of you to generate your revenue. And if you don't produce, you, you literally don't eat dinner. Right. And I, I was in the tech sector. when I, first, I, I got into the entrepreneurial scene through a tech startup that I started. Long story less long, that ultimately failed. Big sale, massive sale, lost everything I owned, but it was a great learning experience. And then in 2012, uh, early 13, I got into healthcare, uh, but healthcare as it relates to employee benefits. Uh, it's a phenomenal industry that most people probably don't even, don't even know exists. So, you know, most people get their health insurance through their employer. And behind the scenes of every employer, whether you have two employees or 20,000 employees, is an employee benefit consultant or an employee benefit broker. And they, they manage your health care. They manage the health care costs, the spend, the doctor network. They, 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 they create the financial plan for your company and the health care spend. So that's what I do. I got into the industry, like I said, in 2013. I was mentored for many years. And then in 2015, I opened up my own company and I've been doing that ever since. Awesome. And does it fulfill you? Like, do you find that, like, you really found, like, this place where outside of your show, like, where your creativity stands, like, you really, really have grown this love for your company, too? That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do. (laughs) I don't think anybody in employee benefits wakes up every day and says, yes, employee benefits fulfills me. I love it. Uh, But, but. I do love my company. I do love the fact that I am helping companies direct their healthcare dollars uh, appropriately. So I, it, it does fulfill me, but it also gives me the financial freedom and the time freedom to do other things that I'm passionate about. Hence the David Johnson show. Totally. But I also think too, from a networking standpoint, right? There's probably a lot of opportunity to really get to know a lot of people in that area too of work. Oh, there are. Yeah. I mean, I network, uh, been networking across the country from coast to coast with business owners, senior executives, you know, I, I, I'm selling to the senior executive team and owner of a business. Right. All my clients are business owners. Mm-hmm. So definitely. Uh, helps for networking for sure. So cool. All right. So now let's talk about like really fun facts about you. So you were born in Saudi Arabia, which is so awesome. So, (laughs) so you speak, read and write Arabic fluently. That is, does your son know this language too or no? Uh, That's funny. But my man, my son, my son is half Middle Eastern. My son's mom is a hundred percent Middle Eastern. No way. And Middle Eastern meaning like she didn't even come to America until she was fourteen. Like English is her third language, Middle Eastern. So yeah, he's being raised bilingual. So cool. And so what brought you to Arizona? So I lived in Saudi Arabia when I was 
four until when I was five, and then again, 10 to 15. So kind of two separate chunks. And in between, my dad and, and, my, and my mom had uh, jobs over there. They were working overseas uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. So that's why we were in and out of Saudi Arabia. But in between our two stints in Saudi Arabia, uh, we lived here in Phoenix. So cool. Went to high school here in Phoenix, uh, graduated high school here in Phoenix, and joined the Army right out of high school. So I guess it only makes sense to return to Phoenix after I got out of the Army. Right. What is, like, the lifestyle like in terms of difference? Like, what do they do differently? I'm so fascinated by that stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, we could write a book. I mean, hell, there's probably 100 books written on that. But, uh, you know, we many ways to answer that. But first and foremost, you know, we lived on an American compound back mm-hmm. in the day. And I remind you, this, this is all pre-9-11. Totally. Different world, different everything. But yeah, Saudi Arabia in the 80s and the 90s, there were a lot of American and foreign companies over there. I mean, a lot. So we lived on an American compound with, I mean, thousands of houses. Uh, all Americans. I went to an American school, American teachers, American curriculum. So you kind of live in a bubble until you leave the compound, and it's like, hey, you're in Saudi Arabia. Right. That's so, so interesting. Uh, so interesting. Yeah. So but cool. It's good. I mean, I grew up in an international environment. I grew up around other international, a lot of kids from Europe, a lot of kids from, you know, all over America. Their parents were working over there. So it was, it's a much different upbringing than, you know, growing up, you know, as my son's having now, per se. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So cool. You are filled with so many awesome facts. So like you're on your ninth passport. Like, let's talk about that too. So like, I've never met anybody that has filled multiple passports, let alone nine. So like, tell elaborate more on that, please. <laughs> well, I mean, it started when I was born. I mean, my first plane ride was from Saudi Arabia to New York City. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was like six months old. So I mean, I've been traveling since then. And Growing up in the Middle East, we had a lot of opportunity to travel, and then it just kind of parlayed into the rest of my life. I mean, you know, COVID out of the equation. For the record, I did have my first trip planned to Costa Rica, uh, ticket bought and everything, and couldn't go because of COVID, but that's right. a story. But uh, like last year, I went to Australia, and that was my first ever solo vacation. I literally hopped on a plane and went to Australia for 14 days. It was so fantastic. cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love to travel. I love, like I said, uh, my business allows me the time freedom uh, and financial freedom. So why not? You know, it's one of the reasons I became an entrepreneur. So, right. Um, you know. I love that. Okay. So, I mean, these questions, I usually play game time towards the end, but I'm just so fascinated by your facts. They relate to my questions that I ask in game time. So you've never had sushi. So what is David's favorite food? Uh, I've never, I, that is true. I've never had sushi. I just can't do it. Everybody thinks I'm weird and crazy. And like, I go on like a first date with a girl. And she's like, do you like sushi? I'm like, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> food wise, I, I love all kinds of food. I love Mediterranean food. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I have a favorite. I like it all. I just, I, I know I can't do sushi. I can't do fish in general. That's... I think I tried shrimp once. That's so interesting. Now, is it just because you just don't like the taste or you're allergic or... Yeah, the, everything about seafood, I just, I mean, maybe it's a byproduct of me growing up in two deserts, one Phoenix, one Saudi Arabia. I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up on seafood and just, if it smells like fish, it tastes like fish, it's so fishy. Uh, yeah. Not for David Johnson. That's what we know. It's not for you. <laughs> 
I love that. It comes a lot of fights at times, yeah. So, Does it really? You know, I would, I would, no, I, I say that jokingly, but people look at me like, that everybody will say, well, just try this kind of good. I'm like, dude, you know how many people have tried? I can't do sushi. Like, there's nothing you can say or do or a different kind that's going to that's gonna change my taste buds or my mindset. I'm sorry. Right. But anyway. Right. Oh, so, my God. So funny. Yeah. So does your son like seafood? You know, kid. Um, <laughs> I think so sometimes. I mean, I don't want to say he's a picky eater, but I'm the same token. He's kind of a picky eater. Like, he'll love eggs and yogurt for breakfast one day, and then the next day you try to make it for him, and he won't eat it. And it's just like maybe it's just him being seven. And then years ago, I stopped trying to be that, you know, please everybody guy. So I'm like, look, this is for dinner. Like, if you don't want to eat it, then don't eat it. It's on you. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, hey, look, here's your food. If you're hungry, eat it. It's good. It's healthy. But if you don't want to eat it, then, hey. You're lost. Tomorrow. Right. uh, Yeah. 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 But uh, I don't know. He he might like seafood. I've never personally tried to give him seafood. So uh, I don't know. So funny. All right. So what advice would you give to somebody that is interested in hosting their own like video show, like what you've created? Yeah. Oh man. I could feel like I could write a a book on this one. You probably Uh, should. I'm just putting it out there. (laughs) You know what? That's actually not a bad idea. So (laughs) if you want to launch your own video, if you want to launch a YouTube channel or your own video style um, project, that's the question. The audio podcast? Yes, that's the question. Yes. Okay, video. There's so much of it out there. And what I wanted to do was come with a certain level of production quality that hasn't been seen in the veteran community prior. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm confident I did that. Proof will be in the pudding, but I, I put a lot of resources behind it because I felt that it, it was the level of production quality that was, that was going to help us uh, set ourselves apart. Obviously, you need the guests and the content and all that other stuff. But uh, so, number one, if you're doing video, everybody has an iPhone and can take uh, or a phone that has a camera, I should say and can take the video and upload it to YouTube for free. Mm -hmm. But as I dig into this, from an analytical standpoint, the amount of content that's uploaded to the internet in video form and the amount of content that actually gets views and catches on, it's hard. It's it's hard. And if you're going to try to take on a project that has video to it, you got to somehow, and I know this sounds cliche because everybody will tell you the same thing, but you, you do have to somehow set yourself apart, whether it's going to be the quantity of content you're producing, the quality of the content you're producing, the style of content you're producing. Something has to differentiate yourself from everybody else. I chose to hang my hat on quality of production. Mm-hmm. And you can totally see it. Like, for people who haven't seen your show yet, like, absolutely, you can tell. Like, you put your heart and soul into every piece of that project. Like, it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. And that's that's really, really good advice. And also, one thing I want to point out, too, is you also niche marketed, which I think is really, really important for YouTube channels. Like, you really niche marketed to veterans, yeah, right? Sure. Like, inspiring veterans, right. whether you're in the, whether you're, you know, serving right now or you're an alum or whatever, a veteran, you know. But I think 
I think it's really important to niche market. I, I agree. I agree. You guys, you can't be everything to everybody. I mean, that's, uh, and whether you're doing video or any kind of business, you have to have a slip lane or at least a start. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And I also think too, like outside of your video quality of production, like that also is really allowing you to stand out because you're bringing something to the veteran community that they've really never had. Right. So I think that that's amazing. I believe so. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that was, that was my goal. That, that was the goal. Yeah. There's so, other podcasts and other stuff out there. I mean, a lot of them candidly in the military and veteran space, a lot of podcasts, a lot of, but I, my differentiator, again, I chose to do quality of production as the main part. Totally. And I don't think, I mean, I'm just putting this out there, but I don't really think a lot of people fly their guests in and give them that experience either. So I think that that's amazing. That's going like above and beyond for people too, you know? Yeah. Well, I had to do that in season one because, you know, we have people that came in from Washington, D.C., the Carolinas, you know, California, uh, where, I mean, all over the country. And, you know, there was no way in the time frame that we had, I could have said, hey, you want to be on this show? By the way, I can't really show you anything because I've never done it before. I don't even have a marketing pamphlet, but I want you to fly, I want you to buy your own airline ticket, fly in, catch an Uber to the hotel, let's do a show and fly out the next day. Are you ready? They're going to look at me like I'm crazy. But it all worked out, so who cares, right? <laughs> it, all, it all worked out. It really yeah, did. Yeah. Now, what advice to another follow up question to that, like to veterans and people that are serving, like once they come out, like what advice can you give them in terms of like transitioning? Like, cause you created this incredible platform for yourself, not only to start your own business, but your own show, like for people who are really finding themselves, you know, like what advice would you yeah. give to them? You know, I get asked that a lot. And it seems like every time I get asked, I had a separate answer. <laughs> That's a good problem. That's a good thing. Yeah, because I have so much to say on it. I never know how to answer it in <laughs> one minute. But, you you know, I got out, and we talked about this in one of the show uh, episodes uh, three. There's different buckets, right? I was bucket one. So one is, you know, I joined right after high school. I was 18. I did six years and got out. I, I was not married at the time. I had no kids at the time. So that that's a whole different bucket than, hey, I did 20 years in, and I have a family, and I have a this and that. Now, the common theme of all the buckets is you're in the military, and you're getting out, so you kind of have to, you know, recreate yourself to a certain extent, and you, you've got to find your what's next. I mean, that's the high-level statement. You've got to find your what's next. I did it by... I got out, I went to networking events here in Phoenix. I talked to a lot of people. I kind of just stumbled my way along. I always just kept going forward. And eventually, by talking to a lot of people, going to networking events, reading a lot, I kind of just found what I wanted to do. But there's no recipe for it. You just got to find your what's next. And you do that by, if you have a passion, follow it. If you you know, can go to different networking events, do it, read a lot online of what's going on in the world, what's going on in business, what's going on in different industries, educate yourself. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know the tech sector, hospitality sector, healthcare sector, all the, I didn't even know that stuff existed back in the day, but you, you, you got to just keep an open mind, keep going forward. And then eventually uh, the goal, you, you'll find something that you want to do. Right. 
No, that, that definitely resonates. That's like great insight. Just because I know like there are so many veterans that you can reach the more shows you're on, right? So like you're always going to reach new people. So I always think that's an important question to talk about for sure. So I agree. Awesome. Well, you are amazing. I want it. Can you please tell everybody um, how they can listen to your show, um, subscribe, follow you on social media, and then I'm going to play some game time with you. Uh, oh, I love games. It would be an honor if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel, The David Johnson Show, David Johnson Show, YouTube, subscribe. And then we're on every platform, Facebook and Instagram, and LinkedIn and Twitter and all that moment. Oh, thanks to you, by the way. Yes, he is. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do got to give a shout out to you. for you, You've been mentoring me and guiding me for the past couple months. And I, I could not have done this without you, by the way. Thank but, you. Um, You're also, awesome. I appreciate that. But uh, all social platforms have the David Johnson show, but uh, if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, that would be an honor and a pleasure. Yes, please do. And reshare. The power of resharing is where all the power is, right? So I'm a true believer in that. All right, David, we're going to play some game time. There's no like like, uh, limit that you have to answer it really fast. It's just like a fun way for us to get to know you better. So, um, obviously we learned that you don't have a favorite food. I was going to ask what your favorite, David's favorite meal is. I mean, do you have a favorite go-to meal? It probably has to do with either, uh, a juicy steak or or some kind of slab of meat with a side of a cold beer. But, uh, I like that. That's, that sounds delicious. Do you have like a go-to place for that? Uh, you know, I just moved, actually, and my son and I tried out a new place last night. I got a bone-in filet, which I've never had before, a bone-in filet. And I go to, I, we go to, you know, it's his first day of second grade in person. So I'm like, let's try something new. Let's go to a new restaurant. He's like, pizza. I'm like, no. <laughs> so we go to this steak restaurant, and he gets damn chicken nuggets, chicken tenders. That's hysterical. You know what? He's yeah, easy to please. I, you can't complain about that. You know what I'm it, saying? It, well... <laughs> For the record, they were phenomenal chicken tenders. Okay, so that's a that's a good yeah. thing then. Obviously, that was a great choice. That's really yeah. good. Awesome to know. Okay, so being that you're an avid traveler, where is your favorite place you ever traveled to, and where is a bucket list place? I'm assuming it's Costa Rica, but I might not be right in that answer. But tell me, what's your bucket list and favorite place you've ever traveled? Greece and Australia. Ooh, where I did I did Greece. About uh, a while back at this point, uh, but uh, Australia was last year. Candidly, I don't even know what year it is. It was two years ago, to be honest. I'm literally doesn't matter when it was. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was 2018, not 19. We're in 20, correct? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. But uh, Australia was. I'm telling you, if you've never been, you got to go. And then bucket list is yeah. I was really looking forward to Costa Rica, the rainforest, the beaches. But uh, that'll be next year at this point. Yeah. Love that. Okay, great choices. Um, If you could, well, if you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life, what would it be and why from head to toe? That's a phenomenal question. (laughs) I pretty much do only wear one outfit, at least because of COVID, and it consists of shorts and a T-shirt, unless I have to meet with clients. But I would do shorts and a T-shirt, period, and a discussion. It's easy. You can still pull it off well if they're like nice shorts and a totally. nice shirt. I have a range of all of them. So I, I, I'm literally a shorts and a t-shirt guy. I love it. Are you that guy that basically has like the same brand in multiple colors once you like the style of something? 
<laughs> I happen to to do that. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, or I literally have like eight of them, uh, one brand, and then I'm really on the military brands right now, like 30 seconds out and some others. So I just like buy a new shirt or two like every month. I mean, why not? You know, it looks good. It why feels not? comfortable. I'm all about it. That's why I had to yeah. ask that question. Yeah. Okay, that's we're on the same page. We are. We are. I'm all about that. All right. Next question. If you could spend a day with somebody you have not met, dead or alive, who would you choose and why? Uh, that's a, also a great question. Um it would probably be a few, but either a real strong uh military leader, which which I have spent some days with them, so I don't know if that really answers your question, but so let me let me spin it this way then. Uh, since I've really been in the, you know, watching this podcast and the video, and it's really opened my eyes to that industry, I can't necessarily throw a name out now, but maybe somebody that's really big into the tech digital scene or somebody doing some real innovative stuff in tech and digital just, just to pick their brain. But I mean, the likes of the Peter Fields of the world or, you know, the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world or probably not him, but uh, somewhere, somewhere <laughs> along those lines. I love it. I love it. Great answers. Great answers. I'm sure it will come to you too after we have this conversation. It's always when the pressure's on that the, the exact name can't come to you at the time. Right. Or like the Gary Vee for the world. Gary yep. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Did you see the social, did, did you see the social dilemma by the way, or no on Netflix? I did. I did. Gary, very scary. Crazy. Well, I'm just thinking because a lot of the people that were like really sharing their stories. They created like G chat. They created Twitter uh, things, Pinterest, like I so know. interesting. Scrolling. Yeah. It's, uh, and they're all speaking out. Right. Crazy, crazy stuff. But I was just thinking, cause you were talking about like tech people, like maybe those people would be good on your show too, or like even just to chat with. I feel like that would be so interesting. That would be very interesting. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, David, you're awesome. Thank you so much again for coming on. Share again with us um, how people can follow you, subscribe, um, and yeah, keep up to date. Yeah, awesome. Again, uh, YouTube, The David Johnson Show. Hit that red subscribe button. Watch some of our content and be on the lookout for season two. We're filming season two, November 9 and 10. And we're launching our audio podcast in about a week. We're we're launching our, our written blog here in about a week and kind of push this thing forward. Yeah, I love it. Everybody definitely needs to check out and follow the David Johnson show. He's being, he's creating such an awesome platform and everybody needs to check it out for sure. So thanks again, David, you're amazing. And thank you everyone for tuning in to Becoming Next on Scene and stay tuned for who's next on Scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.